You want people to get hurt? Is that what you want? You're a bad person. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Woo. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelorette's recap. Andy, it might be the last time. I think it's the last time I will say Bachelorette's recap. I hope. We hope. We can all pray. The world hopes. The world hopes. This was a rough uh, season. It was bad. Yeah, it was, it was not good. And it's almost like the show in the very last few seconds was like, we know. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah. Do we have any housekeeping before we get recapping? I don't believe so. Oh, one thing I do want to mention is you may have noticed that these two weeks scheduling was a little different than usual. If you're wondering why that was, you should definitely be following us on Instagram because we do share stories with schedule changes. So if in the future you're like, I want to make sure my dear Shandy recap comes out on time. You're like calling your shrink. You're like, it's not out yet. What's happening to the world? Yeah. If you follow us at dear Shandy, there are stories that can just sort of keep you abreast of such things. Mm. Oh, and that's actually... Actually, especially relevant given in October we'll be in Colorado mm-hmm. for an opera. Mile high. Yeah. And so there, you know, there might be some scheduling stuff. So, okay. Are we ready to get started, Andy? There's a lot. I know. Andy's been hyping himself up all morning. The finale kicks off with uh, the dark studio. It's all dark. The audience is in the dark. It's just Jesse alone, who straight up addresses all the rumors, I guess, about Tino, honestly, I'm so not in the rumor mill. I didn't even know this. He basically spoiled what would have been a really surprise ending for me. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Like he assumed that we all read all the like bachelor rumor. Yeah. Honestly, the extent to which I know stuff is Dave Neal's thumbnails on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I love me some Dave Neal and I do like to keep on top of certain stuff, but not when it's like specific to the season we're watching because I don't like watching and recapping and knowing spoilers. And so... I only like vaguely knew about some girlfriend of Eric's or whatever. I did not know about Tino. It's amazing. It says something about media today that it's a given that Mm. we all know these things that like 20, 30 years ago, nobody would have known. Yeah. Except except us. Except us. We're the old fogies who just like don't know what's going on ever. Because we have day jobs, okay? I mean, I I think a a day (laughs) job isn't the only thing that precludes you going around the internet looking for bachelor rumors. I was surprised they did this, honestly. I do think the Tino stuff would have been all the more shocking had had they not sort of spoiled it at the very beginning. But, you know, I I guess I think we're in the minority, so we'll just leave it at that. So Jesse says there's been more scandal and betrayal than true love which, of course, the powers that be are so upset about. Mm -hmm. And that happily ever after seems a million miles away. Jesse says, though, that there's hope. Maybe Tito's indiscretions were a momentary lapse in judgment. And maybe Eric can explain away the damning texts sent to his girlfriend just days before exiting the limo on night one. Okay, he says, are you ready? And they cue the lights, and suddenly the crowd starts cheering. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Jesse now welcomes out the bachelorettes. He asks how they're feeling and the ladies express being beyond ready to get this show on the road. Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree. They are speaking for us. (laughs) Yes. So there's a lot of talk and build up and we finally pick back up where we left off last week with Gabby's meltdown. We hear her say, I can talk to him one last time and we can see. Hmm. 
I'm reminded once again of, well, I'm reminded of what happened last week when she was like, no, I don't want to pressure anyone into anything. It just felt like she was talking to a producer who was like trying to. I think we called this. Yeah. I think we should give ourselves credit because <laughs> this was all nothing. This was nothing and everything was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was edited funny for yeah. a reason because they needed to turn it into a valid cliffhanger, yeah. something that they could hang their hat on. I didn't want to say I told you so, but this was really... Mm -hmm. As as you would call it, Andy, a nothing burger. Indeed. Yeah. There are a few nothing burgers. With cheese. <laughs> Wait, what? With cheese. With cheese? A nothing burger with cheese. Why does why Because it's this... add it's more nothing. Oh, actually that would make it something. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna so say... it's a nothing burger without any yeah, no, nothing... a nothing burger has no trimmings. Exactly. A yeah. nothing burger almost doesn't even have a bun. A nothing burger actually is nothing. You just call it a burger to make it more interesting than nothing. <laughs> So Gabby returns to Eric now on his balcony and says, be honest with me. He says if they ended right now, he would be destroyed. He's fallen in love with her and wants to be with her. He says he wants this to work. And then they touch foreheads. Touching foreheads is, is big with cats, you know. Really? Yeah, that's a sign of real affection. When they what? rub their forehead against you. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, they're basically saying like, we're, we're family. Oh, uh yeah. Cats do a lot of cute things. You know, I didn't appreciate cats until I met you. That makes me very happy. I can admit it. There's a lot to appreciate. But you know what? The thing, the difference between cats and dogs is with dogs, you don't have to be a genius to appreciate a dog. A mm -hmm. dog is just jumping on you, licking your face. Mm -hmm. It's pretty it's obvious. Yeah. With a cat, you actually have to do some work. Yeah. And it's a little more nuanced. Yeah. But when you do get that love, I feel, and believe me, I love dogs. I fawn over dogs in the street all the time. Mm -hmm. the owners yeah, often Andy does don't love want dogs. me to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I just like, it's, you brought the dog on the street, <laughs> I'm going to put my hands it's on my it. It's my right to put yeah. my hand on That's it. It's public space. My point is, is the cats, the cats are great. Yeah, I just thought cats were assholes, sort of universally. Everyone thinks well, that. Well, because you have one bad experience with a cat, and you're like, oh, all cats are like that, if you didn't have a cat growing up. but Well, cats are wild animals. They're more aloof. Mm -hmm. They are literally feral animals. Mm -hmm. Dogs are not. Dogs have been Frankenstein to the point where they're just basically like masturbatory vehicles for us <laughs> i mean there's no actual animal there it's just like if you're a human it's like i want to love you i don't give a care how you treat me i'm gonna love you it's with a cat it's like you better give me what i want or i'm not gonna give you what you want but if you give me what i want i will give you more than you could have ever dreamed of <laughs> so i have to admit i'm a little caught up on masturbatory mm -hmm. did you make that up no how do you know it's not masturbatory does it matter? Masturbate. Yeah, it's Masturbat masturbatory. There's plenty of words like that where it changes if you yeah. turn it into a, an action. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> yeah. We've got a long way to yeah, go. We do have a long way to go. People are like, please stop. Yeah. Okay, they walk off and Gabby apologizes for being dramatic. And Eric says, kiss me. And everything seems peachy. And the gist is they realized how much they love each other and how that's all that matters. Yeah, it's only the thing that was so upsetting before. <laughs> okay, move out of the way. Let's get to the real stuff. <laughs> Rachel visits Tino now. He opens the door, and when he sees her outfit... <laughs> okay, we have to talk about the outfit. Uh, I didn't like this. Yeah. You know what it felt like? It felt really passe. I, it felt like early 2000s when everyone was wearing those silk joggers with high-heeled hiking boots. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah it it yeah. just felt kind of like a music video, but like a really old music video. Very old. And what's funny is when she first came out in this outfit, Andy, you were like, wow. And then he opens the door and he's like, wow. And that's when we really burst out <laughs> laughing. We'll never know what kind of wow that was. 
So they toast to the future. He says he loved her family. She says that it couldn't have gone any better. She asks how he's feeling about everything. I almost kind of want to like fast forward this part. He says she was made for him. She's his perfect match. He reveal she reveals he's the only one there. He says it's you. Tino and his ITM says that he would bet everything he has that he and Rachel are forever. Mm. Rachel in her ITM says Tino has told her several times he is ready to propose, which of course is of the utmost importance. So we're back to the live now, and Jesse is suddenly hawking the Kardashians. It's unbelievable. Like what? It's you know what reality reality TV used to be like a long time ago. Like it was a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I watch this show, but it's a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, that's cute. Now it's like a guilty thrill ride. <laughs> like there's no nuance anymore. It's just like 25 flaming stories yeah, of yeah. guilt. Like, yeah. can you handle this? Like, what is there's nothing that's not guilt anymore. Mm-hmm. I it's agree. Pure unadulterated guilt. And to the point where it's like you're kind of getting sick of it. Like I have a, a toothache from all the dessert or whatever, the lack of nuance. There's no subtlety. It's no. like having just dessert over and over and over again. You're like, mm. it's like watching NASCAR if all it was was crap. Yeah, no one wants to watch that. Yeah. It's like you get sick. You're like, well, that's enough. People are getting hurt here. Yeah. I don't want to see that well, anymore. What a great analogy, Andy, because that's how I think we all felt watching a lot of this season and especially this finale. But the thing that bothers me is, going further with the NASCAR analogy, is that people, look, I know some people tune in to this show purely to see love. That's true. Yeah. There's a minority. It's definitely a minority. I mean, I like a love story. But you're in the minority. I'm not saying you're like in the 2% minority. It's like a 30, 70-30 split, let's call it. Okay. 30% of people want to see love. 70% of people want to see car crashes. But what bothers me is some percentage of that 70% that wants to see the car crashes, when the car crashes happen, they're like, oh, car crashes are terrible. <laughs> People get hurt. I am against. I am against car crashes. Hear me? Hear how yeah. against it I am? Don't like them. Wait, you like it? Shame on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're disgusting. You want people to get hurt? Is that what you want? You bad person. <laughs> Okay, so Jesse is suddenly hawking the Kardashians, and then that, that commercial is followed by more commercials. And Andy, you said, milking it nice and good. Mm-hmm. We can all agree this finale was predominantly commercials. Jesse tells the ladies that no matter what, all of America is rooting for them and their happiness. And then we pick back up with a chat between those two ladies in Mexico. I said those two ladies as though there are other two yeah, ladies. Yeah, yeah. I quickly want to point out that I really liked Rachel's look here. Yeah, she looked great. She looked great. I she had a pony. Mm, she looks. She looks great. good with her hair back. She does look great yeah. with her hair back. Yeah. I think it's underutilized. I think if you look good with your hair back, you should always wear your hair back. You say that, but then you like my hair down, and I, true. I think I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I think I I don't know. I think I like, I like the slicked ponytail. I do. Is like it that. slick enough for you? Not quite slick enough. It's oh. getting there. It's good. You look good. I wasn't going for slick. I know you weren't. I was going for big, but my hair's a little too clean. And so it's like, no. You know, when I, what I really like, just to give context, is the the way your hair was during the scene where they forced you to sing opera with Juan Pablo. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good look. It's so specific and I know exactly, you know, it's like a robot. I was like, I was wearing this dress, which means that I was definitely wearing my hair up. And then I was like, I feel like, you know, what shoes and stockings you were wearing. Yeah, I was not wearing stockings, but yeah. Is stockings a thing? 
people wear now? They're tights. Tights. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, stockings from like old school. Yeah, no one says stockings okay. anymore. Okay, so Rachel says it's Tino and he tells her he loves her every five seconds, which mm-hmm. she likes. Yeah, he's so selfless and giving and funny. She says he's her perfect match. And Gabby, meanwhile, says, well, for me, it's Eric. <laughs> he has fought for her over and over again. And Rachel asks if he's ready to propose. Mm. And Gabby says no, but she's hopeful. They're tearfully gushing about how happy they are about their dream guys. And Rachel says it worked somehow. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Sad. It is sad. She was really happy in the scene. It is sad now that we yeah, know what no, happened. I think she was genuinely excited. So now it's the next day. Rachel just talks about how happy she is as she heads to the proposal site in her white gown. And she says he has never given her any reason to doubt him. She says she's so in love with him. There's no one else for her. Tino arrives and Rachel goes first here. She says his charm and humor, everything about him is undeniable. She's never met anyone like him. She's never been happier. She's madly in love with him, etc. I wrote. Tino says he knows she's been blindsided in the past and the last thing he'd ever want to do is break her heart but there's something he's got to say dot 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 I swear they tell them to do this of course still annoying he says there's something I need to say though dot 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 this is never going away Tino says the night they met she made him feel so calm and confident and now again he feels so confident he's not the most spiritual person but this experience has made him believe in fate and she makes him feel like the center of the universe this is as real as it can be he wants to dedicate the rest of his life to making her feel cherished and loved the way she deserves there's really only one more question to ask and so he proposes now, and the ring is a huge emerald solitaire with a skinny gold band. I, I would like to point something out here. <laughs> you. My protective husband. <laughs> I, I, I am not saying this. I, I, I treat you like an equal. I don't give you credit you don't deserve, and I don't discredit you when you don't deserve it. Uh-huh. Maybe I may actually discredit you more than I credit you, <laughs> <laughs> but for stupid things. Anyway, my point is, is that Charlene invented the skinny gold band solitaire they call that solitaire ring i am telling you right now and it's documented because there was some (laughs) article an article a news article that talked about some nice rings that people gave you know celebrities gave that year and yours was one of them i am telling you this was 2015 Mm. show me one skinny gold solitaire engagement ring <laughs> that was mainstream. Don't say, oh, I have a friend in, you know, <laughs> Barcelona who gave his cousin. A-. No, I don't want to hear that. That would be weird if you married his cousin. That was a I bad example. So My point is, is you invented that. She did it. She was the one. Everyone copied her. I want it to be known. <laughs> uh, it's okay. <laughs> but you know, I'm right. Well, I don't, I mean, I just know that what I wanted didn't exist and I designed it at the jeweler and he was like, it's not possible. You cannot have a diamond that big on a band that's was, skinny. And I was like, make it work. It was literally like that engineer in Star Trek. It's like, <laughs> I'm giving it all she's got. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He was literally he was literally just standing there. He's like, I can't make the band any skinnier. Yeah. The diamond will fall off. He's almost he's in tears. Well, they, they you he, forced him to do it. He, and that's what you got. And everyone copied you. Everybody, you know who you are. You copied Charlene. And if you don't know that you copied Charlene, you copied someone who copied Charlene. Oh, Andy, that's so sweet. It's so cute that you get like that. This is not the first time you've done this. You've started things. 
Thanks. I'm telling you, I know this sounds crazy. I know I sound like a crazy husband, but I'm not that crazy husband. I'm crazy in other ways, not in this way. I don't give credit where it's not due. Okay. She invented the skinny gold band ring, period. End of story. Let's commence the recap. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. Okay. Rachel cries and says this is the happiest moment in her entire life. And I wrote, I want this to work so bad. She genuinely looks sublimely happy as they leave on horseback. And now... We got our first word watch, Andy. Exciting already. Sometimes, I told you. Yeah, sometimes. They called me mad. <laughs> sometimes finger doesn't get anything. But no. in this case, Jesse says in the live. You were just glowing that beautiful Neil Lane ring on your finger. Jesse says he noticed Rachel couldn't even really watch. He asks her to bring everyone up to date. So now Rachel says that every emotion was real. It was great for a while. And after you leave, there are natural growing pains with being long distance and getting to know each other. Mm. She says they went through a difficult time, especially around the period of the premiere. Mm. They kept coming back to the period of the premiere. It's like this, the premiere week. I say that 10 times. The period of the premiere, the period of the premiere, the period of the premiere. Is that what you meant? Yeah. Oh, you did it. That was a good job. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that would be harder. (laughs) You're much better at that than me. You have other strengths. Thank you. Like being funny. She says she's not perfect. She owns that. But he wasn't as supportive as she would have hoped. It's a lot of sort of code happening Mm, here. Jesse asks what happened. She says he brought forth concerns about relationships from the past. Yet he didn't want to actually tell her anything until she pulled more and more out of him. And she said, ultimately, it didn't work out. He cheated on her. Jesse asks what her reaction was. She says it's heartbreaking. She thought they were going to build a family together. It's heartbreaking to watch it back and have to relive. Jesse says she did end up confronting him in person, though. Mm. Mm, how convenient. And Jesse warns Bachelor Nation, this is rough. And now we get a new scene in Andy, what you deemed the breakup house. Yeah, there should be a reality show called Breakup House. That's, that's a great name. Tagline, couples check in, but they don't check out. <laughs> Dot, dot, dot together. Maybe you should get into the reality TV world, Andy. It's a good it's a good show, right? Breakup House? Yeah, I would watch that. Yeah. House of Lawson. <laughs> That's the German version. <laughs> so, Andy, you were really hung up on the logistics of this breakup scene. Yeah. I love watching a show with you. I got to say, this would have been hell in my former writing recap days. Yeah. And watching with you just... Like, I think of things differently. You made a good point. Like, what did they tell Tino to make him think that this was a good idea for him? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he's like this. He's like, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think he was convinced that he could defend himself and come off looking great. Absolutely. Yeah. Even you heard him when he stepped out for, I think, the first time, he was talking to his producer and he was like, this is going horribly. She's not even listening. Like, clearly he has someone on his side. You need to make America see who Tino is. You got to redeem yourself here. This is your chance. You're going to do great. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) You. We believe in you, Tino. Tino. (laughs) Tino. It's like coming out for the final football game of the season, like it, charging out of the dressing room. Totally. And they're like, you want to bring your notebook? Bring your notebook. Yeah. That's like, a great notebook. idea. Yeah, he's like, come, he's like, <laughs> he's like got his notebook in his hand. It's like flames coming out behind him. And they're like, go for that disheveled hair look. That'll yeah, really yeah. work for you. It'll make you look extra stressed out. <laughs> so Rachel in her ITM says this will be the first time she speaks with Tino since he told her he cheated on her. Mm. Gabby visits her now. 
And we immediately see a shot of Gabby's ring. There's a lot of spoilers within this finale. Yeah. Gabby says Rachel isn't wearing her ring. How is she feeling? And Rachel says she can't believe they're having this conversation. It's so far off what they thought his character was. And the only thing Tino seems to care about is how he looks. He says he regrets telling her. Rachel says you can't be forgiven when you're not sorry for what you did. And he only seemed to care about protecting his image. Mm. Gabby says she thinks he's going to come and say that they were on a break, Mm. which I think is astute of her to point out. And Rachel confirms Mm. they were never on a break. They never called off the engagement. And Gabby says that Rachel owes it to herself to be honest about what she feels and fuck him. (laughs) So Tino now arrives with his trusty notebook in hand. That's going to really help him, too. It's a good thing he brought that. Yeah, yeah, definitely going to make him look great. Yeah. That list of things, his grievances. He might as well have brought a dildo. (laughs) The same usefulness. (laughs) As he walked in, Andy, you said he looks happy. You said he looked like a cartoon, stressed out version of himself. He's like the Simpsons version of of Tino that's just been through a terrible ordeal. Oh, or like on Family Guy, Stewie, when they show stressed out Stewie, he's suddenly just got under eye circles and like one of his hairs is like errant. It's the best. (laughs) Cartoons are the best. They are. Yeah. They get it across. It really sums up. They figured out how to portray emotion very simply. It's good stuff. Andy, you were deeply amused by this whole scene with the cameras. You just thought it was funny. I guess because, you know, you've never really you've seen glimpses of these scenes here and there, but I don't feel like you've ever watched one from beginning to end, having seen the entire season. And you you just felt it was so staged. It was totally staged. Yeah. And they were getting exactly what they wanted. Let's be honest. That was the one thing that I felt kind of like both of them. Both Rachel and Tino, I'm like, stop giving them what they want. But it wasn't just Ray. I think the only person not in on this joke was Tino. I think everybody else knew it was going to go down. Down right down to well, we'll get to it, but you know the mic drop ring handing back. Yeah. Like I just thought the whole thing was choreographed. Mm. Like she, like t- Rachel was never. He could have come with literally like Shakespeare himself could have written the greatest apology mm. that man has ever heard, and she would have still been like, "Here's the ring." Well, you're making a good point. I think that Tino could have done everything right, and I still think the outcome would have been the same. He happened to do a few things wrong yeah. <laughs> and ended up in the same place he would have. Yeah. It's like one of those, you know, it's like a pinball machine. Eventually the ball goes in the hole. It doesn't matter. You can score a million points or zero. It's going in the hole. Yeah. Or like a choose your own adventure book where you take, he took like the longer, more complicated and more traumatic and more humiliating and yeah. certainly more villainous route, but it ended up the same. Pinball. (laughs) Yours was better. Okay, so Tino asks Rachel if she wants to go first. She's like, excuse me. Oh, he really, oh man, it's such a disaster. Mm. And she's like, excuse me, you want me to go first? That was a bad call. Terrible call. Oh my God. It was one of those like starts, you know, like in a run where it's like he goes right before the, I don't know, the gun, the flag. Whatever it is that makes people start. He just messed up from the onset. And he's like, oh, I should go first. He says he messed up and kissed another girl. And it was a tiny thing. And while everyone looks horrified, Andy, you were like, that's it? I thought he fucked someone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have to. I, (sighs) I guess I also thought that just based on everything. This is the thing. If this was some big global event, everyone's talking about Tino cheating on Rachel, this big thing, you want there to be a good solid cheat. Well, I mean, the fact that he said it was a tiny thing, he's not totally off base because in this realm of cheating, 
Yes. You know, that's the lowest cheating you can do. Yes, but it, I think it's still, it's not his, it's so tough. Like, No, he his, shouldn't have said no, it. No, exactly, because yeah. it is, as she said later on, he's minimizing it, but. It's like almost <laughs> like taking a girl out for a really nice, you take her to like a lavish restaurant, you have a helicopter ride above the city, yeah. you buy her like a necklace, it's like, and you know, and like at the end of the day, you're like, I'm pretty rich. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Wait, how is that what that means? Uh, because he shouldn't have pointed out that it was a tiny thing. Oh, you think he should have shown that? Yeah, it's shown. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, that's a good point. Yeah, wow, I did. Sorry, that did yeah, that not was, land with no, me. That analogy was too far out there. Yeah, but, no, I understand now. You're making a good point. He can say it meant nothing to him. Like, that's fine, I think. But to say it's a tiny thing is, it's it's a semantics thing, but it's, he was treading into the he wrong waters there. He is not the person to say exactly. it was tiny. Exactly. Everyone else can say it was tiny. Yeah. I can say it was tiny. Yeah. You could say it was tiny. Yeah. My next door neighbor can say it was tiny. Tino can't say it was tiny. Yeah, exactly. Because like she said, he was minimizing it. But yeah, <laughs> Thank you for the analogy. No, I'm sorry I missed no, it. They can't all be winners. So Tino's like, well, what do you want? me to explain and she says everything and so tino says there was a girl they never dated or anything hmm. there was no dating i believe it and he was about to go on the show so it was sort of like oh yeah. to you know see you whatever yeah, they probably hooked up a couple times who knows do you think maybe so? they didn't who cares it doesn't matter well, if they hooked up it wasn't they weren't it, dating to me it kind of matters because later he says okay Maybe they hooked up. Maybe they didn't. In the end, to no, me, it doesn't really me, matter. To me, the reason why it matters to me is because he then says that after the show, they ran into each other at a bar and then ca- then there was a lot to catch up on. And I'm like, well, if she was just some girl in passing who you never even dated, then how much could there have been for you to catch up on? I, I'm guessing they had a little little thingy. Very, they had, very yeah, it was certainly very romantic. Casual, but yeah. like a, just a friend with benefity kind of situation. I think it would have been smarter if he said that they had kind of dated. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I think to that warrant this, the catching up. This is one of those things where you come totally clean yes. and you just mea culpa and you just leave it there. Oh, that's he was it. not, that was, that's he not his he strength. His execution was poor. Very, very poor. poor. Tino says she said stuff that was hurtful, so he wrote it down. <laughs> he wrote down things that she had said to him. And mm. I did Always works. Every yeah. time you write down things a girlfriend said to you and then throw them back at them, it always works. Every yeah, time. Things that Never he, fails. He felt was hurtful. Like, and no, then, I said that. You're right. Okay, you win. Yeah, this was a bad move. And bad she move. says he has to provide context if he's going to pull this stuff out and use it against her. And she says she was going through her own hard time. And he knows those things that she said had nothing to do with him or their relationship. So he's kind of insinuating that her she expressing... She wanted to give the ring back. She wanted Well, to get, yeah, her thing was, I guess, if we're broken up, then... That was a good secret burp, Andy. Thank you. Why do you have to? I, I, I got away with it. Yeah, you did. You're a bad partner in crime. I'm sorry. I got away with it. I gave it away. Pretty much, yeah. She, I guess, said that if they were broken up by the finale, she wasn't going to wear her ring. It, it was an odd exchange. It kind of sounded like she was hell bent on being really honest and not protecting either of the, or, you know, his image, certainly. And then he was kind of twisting that to, sound like she was doubting the relationship this, or something. The, the thing is, I, I this is what I have to ask myself, or this is what Tino should have asked himself. What do I want to get out of this? Mm. Do I want Rachel? I didn't get the feeling See, he that, did. Okay, so that's what's interesting is I didn't get that impression either. It didn't feel like Tino was fighting to get Rachel back. He's competitive. 
He wanted to come out looking good. He wanted to lay out all the facts and be like, look, I'm the good guy. That wasn't the right way to do it. No. If he wanted to really get Rachel back, he should have just had a full falling on his sword. Like, I'm the bad guy. I love you so much. I fucked up. Like, please forgive me. If he wanted to look good for America, he should have done yeah, yeah. falling on his well, sword. I thing. fucked up. Mea culpa. All my fault. Yeah. The strategy he took was a no-win strategy. He wasn't going to convince Rachel that she did something wrong based on the circumstance. He wasn't going to convince America that he was a good guy by throwing it back on Rachel. Mm. And he certainly wasn't going to... What was the third thing? (laughs) (laughs) There's a third thing that would have been said. Well, I do wonder if his production team or his producer, whoever was on his side and who convinced him to come and do this was like, you need to defend yourself. If you explain this, maybe she'll take you back. Maybe she'll understand. It'll make you look better in the end. And that was just misguided advice. Yeah, You had to really as much as the urge is to defend yourself and Mm -hmm. to lay the facts out there. This is one of those situations where you have to take the high road or whatever road you call it. Yeah. Total falling on sword. It's the low road, really, yeah. Or the high road, it's it's both, I suppose. You are literally doing a full, like, swan dive right onto a sword. (laughs) Do not pass go. Right onto the Do sword. You're skewered. You're like a, like, a, like a kebab. That's it. It's over. <laughs> right down the center. Yeah, no peppers, no onions, just the meat just, kebab. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel says he's trying to say what he did was because they were in a bad place, which is, it, it did sound like that's what they he were was definitely to in a bad yeah, place. Yeah. Tino was yeah, obviously yeah, right. There yeah. was something wrong. But this Tino relationship was, was on the rock. But she's right that he was trying to defend what he did by saying they yeah. were in a bad place. Yes, yes, yes. Tino says it was a one time kiss, and Rachel says she doubts that. And she he, may have a point. Who uh, knows? Yeah. I don't know. He has a big reaction we to don't this. Know. It kind of goes around in circles until he rises and leaves. And outside he says where the fuck is it while looking for his microphone (laughs) that was i mean it was pretty funny i i shouldn't have found this as funny as i did but it was just such glorious fourth wall breakage like he knows that was pure that was real that was the most real thing that happened this whole season is him trying to rip his mic out where the fuck is it yeah it was just nothing polished about that no and now tino tells his producer she's throwing him under the bus she's been planning this to make him look bad he wants out and quote just make her break up with me another great tagline for the bachelor themed horror movie <laughs> just make her break up with me <laughs> bachelor the horror story coming soon oh my god that could totally work it totally does work just make her break up with me you can't escape. They they won't break up with you. They'll just make you continue to apologize until you kill yourself. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so Tino returns finally and asks, what did Rachel want out of this? She says she wants answers. She feels she deserves. And while I believe she believes that she just wanted answers here, to me, it felt like more than wanting answers. It felt borderline like public flogging. It was absolutely a public flogging. And I think that's honestly, there's no judgment here. No, and I, well, she has the he right, did a, he did she a has the right to want it. I'm not judging her. I'm just saying that her objective here was a public flogging and a mic drop ring giving back. That's what I think she was in for here. There was no yeah. way she was forgiving him. I guess the wanting of answers thing. Here's the thing is like she seemed really focused on answers, like the why of it. But then when he would try to give the why of it, which was like we were in a bad place, blah, blah, blah. Anything that's not just I made a horrible mistake and I'm a terrible person. She's like, what? how is there a why for this? How can you 
explain this? Like, this doesn't make sense to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was sort of this, like, circular argument going around. He was around on the rack. Around. She was just turning the rack. Yeah. There was no... A lot of was, meat, skewer, yeah. skewered meat analogies today, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Well, the rack is less meat. That's more just about pain. Oh, uh, you know what the rack is? I was thinking, like, a meat... Like uh, at a no, shawarma no, place. It's not a, I was thinking like meat. Nah, I can't let her get away with it. It's not really a meat thing. It's really, you're you're basically tied to a wheel. In the Middle Ages, they oh had too much God. time on their hand to think about this stuff. It was Jeez. unbelievable. But you're tied to a wheel, and they slowly like turn these ropes that are attached to your hands and your feet, and so you're basically being like cooked. No, you keep doing. The, no, there's no fire. <laughs> <laughs> this is not. This is not a cooking I thing. There's no meat involved. But but there is a lot of a lot of joint and bone crunching. Oh, that sounds agony. Awful. It's a horrible thing. They're just okay. uh, middle ages. I mean, yeah, it's rough. Was anyone winning back then? Did no. anyone really say like, you know what? This was a great life. No, from beginning to end, I really had a time. In I my always life. think about how all they had to drink was ale. Ale. Can how you imagine? They must have had headaches twenty four seven. Like you, you're like dehydrated. You have like the worst diarrhea. Which probably, I'm sure back then, like diarrhea was like every other day. They're like, oh, how's your diarrhea today? Oh, it's not bad. Medium, medium diarrhea. <laughs> like that's every day. And then like, what? What do you get to rehydrate yourself? Oh, some ale. <laughs> Tankard of ale. Yeah. <laughs> mm, nothing like that hydrating ale. It really quenches that oh, thirst. Horrible time. What was a good day in the Middle Ages? Just a nice prance in a field. The fields were better then. Much cleaner air. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful. I mean, the air was amazingly clean. Yeah. As clean I as I don't think been. people had time to go frolic in fields because they were too busy just trying to just survive. Yeah. Maybe having a child and seeing a child look at you for the first time and saying like, oh, I love you. Like that was maybe nice. But they didn't have time for that either. There's probably like like the king was looking to bang his wife. You oh, know, you know Prima Nocte. It's a horrible time. Well, they were probably just looking at that kid like stop smiling at me and grow up quickly enough that you can start working for yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Why are you not working? You're six months old. When I was six months old, I was on my third job. Oh, man. Tangents today. Okay, so Rachel says this shatters everything that Tino promised her. He's turning this around on her. Tino says he thought they were pretty much done. And at the time, he tried to forgive himself and bury it and not get in her hair about something so tiny. He didn't want to pile it on her. And she reacts big time to this. She's appalled. She says, do you hear this coming out of your mouth right now? Mm -hmm. She comes at him for minimizing it, which we talked about earlier. And I agree with her. Yeah. It's not his place to be like, it's it's tiny. It's not a big deal. Again. You're overreacting. Tino kebab. That's all he should have done. Yeah. Tino says he's confused and he excuses himself yet again. He's actually horrible under pressure. Horrible. And again, in the live thing, like he's not good at, at sort of just. But he's also not good at losing. You can you can tell uh, he bad... really likes winning and he's not good at the losing It's part. a terrible combination because, again, what he should have just done was apologized. That's it. And moved on. There was not really any other path. And it doesn't matter whether he's right or wrong. It's not that situation. Well, because what it's he did... It's not a court. This he, is not a trial. Okay, like, we're in America, and cheating is one of the worst things you can do in this country. Yeah. And therefore, even if some of his arguments are valid and did play a role in his mindset, and maybe he did kiss this girl or was kissed by this girl because he was like, well, my relationship's fucked. You know, let's be honest. A lot of cheating does come from that kind of mindset. Absolutely. But it's not an argument he should have used. No, whether Tino is right or wrong, we will reserve judgment. However, there was one thing to do, 
Which is clear, full yeah. apology. Yeah. Meanwhile, Rachel says she can't do this. How can they have a conversation if he just keeps leaving? She finds him outside now. He's on his phone and has his shirt ripped open. And his he's ripped off his mic because he's talking on this phone and we can't yeah. hear what he's, he's saying. He's taking selfies for his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so look how ripped I am. My pecs got big. Rachel finds him and he says, why'd you come out? And she says, don't you think I'm owed an answer for why you did what you did? See, that's the thing. Okay. I, I'm, I know I'm, I'm waffling, but I'm going back and forth here. But don't you think I'm owed an answer for why you did what you did? And then later at the live, when he says, I'm just trying to explain why I did what I did, she's like, but there is no why. It's a public flogging with no escape. Yeah. And again, we're like, I, I agree he did a shitty thing, but it did feel like there was no winning here. She's punishing him publicly. That's what's happening. There is no why. She herself says there is no why. And here she says she wants an explanation why. So I'm just being the reporter here. This is all I'm just reporting the evidence that we're given here. So they go back inside and inside she just stares at him. And Tino says he does love her. He says they can make it through this. He says he'll spend the rest of his life making it up to her and that she's all he wants. He definitely loves these uh, grandiose, yeah, sweeping statements. He's the rest of my life. You're Mm. the only thing I want. And he finally gave Rachel what she wanted. She's like, that's good enough. Here's your ring. But you know what I find interesting is our focus with Rachel all season long has been how much she wants that verbal affirmation, that validation. Tell me how you feel. That's totally why Tyler made it as far as he did. And Tino's not afraid to go there either. But I really feel in this scene... And in this finale in general, you really see the flaw in valuing that. Yeah. What does it mean? Who gives a shit? Show. Show. It's all all show. Yeah. Tell means nothing. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice to have show and tell. (laughs) (laughs) That's the goal. Yeah. So Rachel finally stands. She says she's done. She holds the ring and says it meant a lot to her and she wanted to do it one time. He took that away from her. Then he says, don't give up. And she still gives back the ring. And so he says then, he switches gears really quickly. You deserve someone amazing who doesn't do this. That could have been me. And I let you down. I'm really sorry. And now he leaves, never looks back. And there's no exit interview or anything. It was in this moment that I was like, okay, he didn't really want to try to get her back. No. I think that he was trying to say what he needed to say to salvage the situation, salvage his image, whatever. Maybe he would try to make it work for a little while longer. But the fact that she gave back the ring and he wasn't like, please, please, like, I can't lose no. you. You're the most no. important thing. Absolutely. I would have never given up. I would have been groveling. They would have they would have been like all time Guinness Book of World Record groveling if I really <laughs> wanted Rachel back. Let what you. was the calculus on both sides? The calculus on Tino's side was I want to look good to the public the yeah. calculus on rachel's side was i want to publicly humiliate Tina. well i don't know if she wanted to publicly humiliate him i think she saw it more as this like rah rah i am a strong woman yeah. who's defending herself that, that's a that kind too. of moment yeah. but also rachel let's not pretend rachel doesn't care about how she looks too yeah and i think part of the reason why she even wanted that rah rah moment is because she also cares how people perceive her no well you're right it was a, it was a combination of uh, you know girl hear me roar wait what i am woman hear me yeah, roar sorry. <laughs> Girl, hear me roar. No, it was uh, a little wrong. Yeah, it was that. And she wanted to see a little pain. Mm -hmm. She wanted to see him on the rack. Yeah. To bring back the earlier analogy. But I think that Rachel got what she wanted and Tino got exactly what he didn't want. Yeah. His competitive. You're right. It's his competitiveness. Yeah. He was like, I I need I can still make this work. I still can. What's give me a, a baseball something. I can still pull it out of the something. Inning. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just going to wait to hear what comes out. 
I'm not going to ruin this. <laughs> there is some like last ditch effort. I compare it sort of to Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson was this fearsome. I mean, people just like as soon as they got into the stare down in the ring, they had lost. Just mm. just seeing him staring at them was enough. They were like terrified. <laughs> yeah. But if you pushed him back, if you pushed him back and you showed that you weren't scared, he crumbled usually. Oh, oh, so oh, Tino's like that. Yeah, I think Tino's great when he's winning, but when he's losing, he crumbles. He starts grasping at straws. Yeah, he becomes that cartoon, Simpson cartoon-looking stressed-out Tino. Yeah, with the under-eye bags. Yeah. All right, I have two final thoughts before we move on on this. The first is, okay, it's three thoughts. The first is, obviously, what Tino did was wrong, again, especially in this country. <laughs> I just always feel the need to say that because I feel like America's just particularly like it's very stringent environment around cheating. Yeah, zero zero tolerance. tolerance. And kiss is is basically fucking shoot anybody you want, but do not kiss someone Uh, when you're in a relationship. Oh my god! And so there's that. He obviously did that, and that's wrong. But at the same time, Rachel accused him of never apologizing and showing no remorse and not being upset, not Mm -hmm. being sorry. But you know, whether or not you really believe he wanted her back and, you know, no matter how many reasons he came up with for having done what he did, we still heard him apologize several times and none of it, she wasn't actually hearing any of it. And this isn't the first time we've seen Rachel not actually listen Mm -hmm. while someone attempts to explain their side of things when Mm -hmm. she feels she's been wronged or lied to. She wants to hear what she wants to hear. And if she doesn't hear that, it's just noise. Yeah. I'm just, again, I'm only reporting the news, but we saw Tino apologize profusely profusely several times Mm -hmm. whether or not you want to believe it that's up to you but her saying that he wasn't even sorry you can't really say that someone else isn't sorry you can't accuse someone else of not being sorry you can't tell them how they feel yeah you know so there's that and then ultimately i wrote i feel like this comes down to your personal feelings on cheating if you personally feel there is never an excuse or a why then you're going to be automatically on rachel's side in this period I'm kind of neither here nor there on that because I feel like I've seen situations where I'm not saying it's right, but you had your reasons. And then there are other people that it's like, well, I don't care if it's the end of the world, no, you're no, not kissing there's someone no else. no talking with it. And that person, of course, has never done anything bad in their life. They've never done anything bad that comes to the level of kissing somebody drunk in well, a bar. There are people in this country do way worse things on a daily basis than that. And I'm not saying that's right to do that. Mm. I'm just saying to make that act just the end without exception, without nuance, I think is a fallacy. Mm. Okay. Well, shall we move on? And, and to further that, just to bring that point home is they were having trouble. Yeah. And I know it was a very, all he had to do was keep it in his pants for two months. That Again, yeah, the, it wasn't that long a it period of time to just behave. He should have been able to do it. That, what, what I think is... It's a, shocking that he couldn't. He, it, it really is amazing. That's another thing that needs to be discussed a little bit is that, come on, Tino. Mm-hmm. No matter how much there's trouble in paradise, yeah. no matter how much you don't even like Rachel or you hate her or the worst thing imaginable, just give it two months. Just yeah. take it easy for Get two through. months. Yeah. But that being said, the fact that he did it, to me, seems self-destructive. To me, seems like he wanted this to be over. Mm. I don't think Tina was in it at all. I think the trouble in paradise was even worse than Tina was portraying it. Mm. And Rachel was just in denial. That's my opinion. It's so interesting to analyze this stuff. I swear I wanted to move on. It's just funny how 
there are people who are going to have the take on this, which is Tino was not in this for the long haul. What kind of a life partner is that? He couldn't even keep it in his pants or, you know, his tongue in his mouth for a couple of months. But then there's also another argument to be made that Rachel is so unforgiving because it really was a kiss that he insists was meaningless. And part of marriage is, you know, it's it's not like people don't cheat in their marriages. And if someone does kiss someone else and you've already started to build a life together, is that the thing that's going to cause you to throw the ring in their face and never talk to them again? So, you know, there's sort of like arguments on both sides. But anyway, we'll move on to the live. So Jesse says everyone there is supporting her for this. What have the last few weeks been like? She says it's hard to put into words. How can you go from being so sure to that? He asks how heartbreaking it is after the last year with what happened with evil Clayton. Mm. And now we get word watch number two, Rachel says. I really felt like the last time I was sitting on this couch that I would be up here with a ring on my finger. Jesse asks if there's anything Tino could have done and Rachel says he wasn't even sorry. (sighs) So again... I mean, Tino did express remorse. He did say he was sorry several times. Rachel says he's not sorry. And Jesse asks if there's any part of her that still loves him. And she says she has love for him, but no. Hmm. And Jesse asks Big Tony how difficult it was to watch. Of course, Big Tony says, yes, it was difficult. Jesse asks Caitlin her thoughts. And she says that she feels like everyone saw eight different sides of Tino, which I don't totally disagree with, actually. And now Rachel reveals Tino sent a letter apologizing profusely. Again, despite her saying that he's never said he's sorry. <laughs> Verbally, yeah, text, in writing. Writing. Yeah. Okay, Jesse says Tino is there. Andy, you said this will not go well. Mm-mm. And you were not wrong because now Tino arrives to the tune of two people clapping and a whole lot of booing. <laughs> Andy, you thought he looked like Justin Trudeau. He did. Yeah. Got very heavy Trudeau vibes. Yeah. Just Tino Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like that? That was good, Andy. thanks. Tino apologizes profusely and says he never wanted anything. He said to come off like he was putting it on her. And she's like, came off as if? Or was it you completely putting it on me? He says he was trying to provide context. He was trying to provide a why. And she says, how is there a why? And again, I'm just, just talking about specifics here. Earlier she said, don't you think I deserve an explanation why? He says he wishes everyone got to see the love story. They lived. She was amazing to him. He'll always appreciate her. She didn't deserve what he did. And I wrote, this is where it should end. <laughs> but no. Fair. <laughs> Black and white. (laughs) If only. (laughs) Tino says things got tough. They were both going through tough times when they started getting into conversations like her saying, I can't love you anymore. And then she challenges this and says he's projecting this onto her again with no context. She says they both said things on that couch in the breakup house, some of which were cut. And so it's fucked up for him to air it and try to use it against her. I mean, I don't even know what to say about this. We don't have the evidence. We don't have any information. I do. I hate it when people do that, though. Yeah. When you have a a thing that you reveal about yourself or whatever, and then they use it out of context against you. Like, that's one of my biggest. If she's right, he's a dick. Yeah. If he's right, then he's right. (laughs) I I don't know what to say. Anyway, Tino says he's just trying to explain the headspace he was in and he let his ego and his insecurities get in the way and she keeps saying they were never on a break. So basically, there is no excuse. They were never on a break. You don't cheat. We weren't on a break. So again, this comes back to what I said, which is if you think cheating is always cheating and it's black and white, you never do it, it's wrong, then 
There's no that, conversation. That's her take on it. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee you, Rachel has never cheated on anyone before. I think you're right. It's unspeakable to her. Yeah, it's unspeakable. There's no shade of gray here. Yes. It's just cheating or no cheating. Yeah. And basically, it could have been sex. It's the same it level been, of yeah. cheating. It doesn't matter. It seems like it's the same level of cheating. I honestly think he might as well have because he <laughs> got treated like he had sex with her. Okay. So the former Bachelorettes now. So Michelle, Becca, and Caitlin are in the audience gesturing stop. Yeah. My favorite was Becca was like, <laughs> it was funny. I get that he wanted to defend himself, but it was no point because she wasn't even listening to the defense. All, like you said, I mean, we're just repeating ourselves. Tino Skewer? What, what was it called? Tino Skewer. No, it wasn't a skewer. It was a Tino Kebab. Oh, Tino Kebab. <laughs> Good short-term memory. Mm. Okay, so Tino keeps going. He keeps explaining himself. She shuts him down. There's no excuse. He broke her heart. She can't make sense of this. He says something about her saying she was going to give the ring back. He thought it was over. It doesn't excuse his actions. And I wrote, okay, I give up. I'm not taking notes anymore. <laughs> you did actually say I that. I did write that. I put it in bold. And finally, Rachel says what he did was inexcusable. And Jesse raps at long last. I mean, mm. there just came a point where I just... Pointless. I value my time and yeah. energy too much to continue taking notes. It was the same thing. Believe it or not, as long-winded as this sounds, this went on for longer. And there was no difference. What's amazing is usually like when there's some time has passed in the live show, yeah. the lead will be like, you know what? Yeah. It's fine. No. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, go live your life. I'll live mine. We're good. Yeah. But there was, she was just never going to give an inch. Yeah. And he was never going to stop being like, I'm so sorry, but... <laughs> <laughs> so that just kept going around in circles. Okay, so Jesse reveals there's someone else who demanded the chance to talk with her. <laughs> and he's face palming over here. So Avon comes out now and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> oh, your puppy got ran over by a car? Here's a new puppy. <laughs> like this puppy. He's cuter than the old one. <laughs> so Rachel is glowing. When she sees him and Avon asks if she wants to go catch up and she says she'd love nothing more. Meanwhile, Tino looks like he just wants to get off that stage so badly. Oh, poor guy. I you mean, know, at this point, he's become a martyr. Well, he's been martyred. This, this is point. what ha it's so funny. This show cannot help itself. This is what happens over and over and over again. So first they are they first they made Rachel a martyr. Yeah. Right. So yep. they made there were several scenes where people were like, oh, Rachel's kind of. But then it comes a point where everyone lays it on so thick and like hating on her that she becomes the martyr and you just feel bad for her yeah. like we did last week. And then it happened again with Tino here. It's like the public flogging. OK, he did a shitty thing. And then to have Avon come out while Tino's still on the stage to whisk her off. It was sick. That was inappropriate. That was a true public execution. I really wish they wouldn't do this because they had their villain. Tino was their villain. He looked terrible. Let him off the stage and then bring Avon out. Instead, here we are feeling bad for Tino. They went too far. There were so many things wrong with this. Yeah. What does this do for like women empowerment? Oh, oh my God. It's like, oh, you don't have a man? Hey, yeah. Oh, here's a man. Yeah, here's yeah. just like another man. It's so frustrating to watch. They need to slap this happy ending on, but you know what a happy ending isn't? Is a woman just being like, you know on what? I'm going to be single for a while. I'm strong. Yeah. I'm good. Oh, no, good. no, no. We can't have that. We can't have that. We need yeah. a happy ending. Just a happy ending meat. is not a single woman. Yeah, get some fresh meat in. Yeah, we need a man to make this happy. How pathetic is that? And a man 
who was up until that point a villain yeah, bo- sort of yeah, borderline villainized by the same show but yeah. now he's not bad because he's there to replace the actual bad guy it's under and and part of me feels like if it weren't for the humiliation tina was it was almost like a tag team wrestling thing where it's like he's like sweet man i'm tired he just tagged him out he's like oh. you take it avon i'm good it's yeah and that really you know for years with my recaps i've been talking about my beef with this musical chairs approach to dating as though they're all replaceable literally an hour earlier we heard rachel and tino say that they're soulmates there's no one else in the in the world for them they found their perfect match and then it's like oh that didn't work out well i'll go for the next guy it's like so how much stock should we put in all those flowery words well it's it reminds me of my previous superhero analogy uh-huh where like if anyone just has the same unbelievable superpowers then no superhero is that much cooler than any other superhero they're all great, interchangeable wow that was a great analogy yeah i yes it's like all i have to do is take an injection and just some average yeah. schmo becomes the hulk like how stupid is that <laughs> you should be from another planet or a galaxy and you come to earth and you're a super person that in that planet everyone's <laughs> that and you become that now on earth Nate, that's the way it should be it's so true by bringing avon out it made both what she had with tino and avon less special yes they made it less exceptional it made it just, relationships less yeah, special it, just, it made everything it less just special. made them men yeah. and her a woman and what a woman can't be is alone <gasps> it was like a, it, it was like an old like 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 game of of house of dragons game of house <laughs> of dragons <laughs> that's the trilogy but it's just like oh you know this suitor is not good enough for you here's you here's know another suitor. here's another one it doesn't matter yeah. you guys don't have to know each other that's your new husband yeah. and you know we need to keep the line moving yeah great Ugh. okay so finally we're moving on to gabby now jesse's sure to show rachel and avon hugging Mm-hmm. Backstage mm, on the big oh, screen, yeah. the crowd goes They're wild. They're already engaged. It's over. <laughs> and we pick up back in Mexico now. Gabby says that what she has with Eric is everything she'd ever dreamed of. She doesn't know if he'll propose, but she just has trust in him and their relationship. We have to notice that. She doesn't trust. know if he'll propose, but she trusts him and their relationship. Even if he Who doesn't cares? propose, isn't it okay? Who cares? Yeah, it got me when people last week. It's not everyone, very few people, but some people were like, oh, what Gabby was saying about her proposal was the exact same no. as Rachel. It's like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, Can we give, I told you so? <laughs> huh? Okay, Eric meets her at the proposal site to the tune of Peacock's Cawing. Gabby says that when she first saw him, her heart skipped a beat. He reminds her of a love she's only known in her dreams. He loved her before she knew how to love herself. She loves him. He says the last time they saw each other was really hard. He didn't know if he could measure up to her expectation of him. And Andy, here's where you said, what's the difference between proposing and not proposing? (laughs) I laughed so hard when you said this. It was perfect. Truth is funny. Is that is that how it goes? Is that a comedy rule? Is yeah, truth funny? Yeah, comedy should be truth. That's why, like, hack comedian, they call it hack, is when comedians make jokes that are like, you know, things that could never happen and have never happened. Mm. That's less funny than when someone just says the truth. Yeah. Truth is funny. Yeah. To me, I think classic, like Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, it's yeah. funny because it's true. Yeah. We Stuff all that happens to every day. Yeah. Well, okay, so the difference between proposing and not proposing, you made a great point here. It was like... There's so much hype around this proposal, but what's the difference? What does that matter? Look at Tino and Rachel. What difference did it make? None. None. It's like giving someone a car as a present or giving someone a car wrapped up in gift wrap as a present. What's really the difference? (laughs) 
Like I, I have to rip now like 20 pounds of paper off a car. Does anyone do that, by the way? Or is that just in car commercials? I think that's just car commercials. It's so no one's a ever wrapped bow. up a car? It's just a bow. Oh, a bow. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> more environmentally sound, Andy. Okay, so Eric says he's unconditionally there for her. He wants to be that person for her. She brings out the best in him. The stars literally had to align. And Andy, you said, nope. <laughs> when he met her and he was immediately 100% himself, he had met his soulmate. He says he loves her. She's the most amazing person he's ever met. He wants to spend the rest of his life with her. And he proposes. What was cute was right afterwards, he says, do you know how many times I practiced that? And she's <laughs> like, you did so good. It was They're adorable. They are. And they have such cute scenes here now where she puts the ring on his pinky. He asks for her number. That was funny. And they drive off laughing on a motorcycle. And now in the live, Jesse says, that seems rosy, but don't be so sure. And so now in the live, Eric comes out. Jesse asks what watching that back is like. Eric says he realized how much they fought for each other. It was never super easy watching back. Now he is tearing up watching it back. They finally got their happy ending. Jesse brings up Eric's hesitation about proposing. And Gabby says, yeah, what happened? That was so funny. Very. God, her comic she's timing. Good. She's great. Also the lightness. Notice the lightness in their relationship. Yes. It's not all about how they feel about each other. It's like jokes. It's like ribbing each other. It's you, just light. It shows how confident she is in him and yeah. what they have that she can be like, yeah, what happened? But that's the essence. I've thought of it. I think about things too much. Yeah. But this is one thing I've thought about is why do like guy friends constantly insulting each other? Yeah. It's like the language. Like yeah. I go out with my guy friends. Half of the things we say is making fun of somebody at the table. But it shows that you have affection for each other. Yeah. It's like I do this with you too. Mm -hmm. It shows the confidence you have. It's basically like a, like an animalistic way of expressing how much confidence I have in this relationship that I'm going to say something really mean to you mm. and you're going to know that that's not that's the opposite of how I feel. Yeah. And it also shows confidence in yourself that you don't take it personally. Yeah. You have confidence in yourself and in the relationship you have with the person who is making fun of you. Right. You're testing it. You're like literally taking a hammer to like the window of like a Tesla like yeah. Elon Musk did. You know, he took the hammer to did the window. Did he do that? It broke, actually. <laughs> It was, it was in a, it was in a trade show. It was bad, but but that's what you're doing. You're like, look how strong my window is. Uh, I'm imagining Tino kissing that girl was him doing that. His relationship oh, with yeah. Rachel was a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, he was Elon Musk. It's like I think we can take this. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, that's dark. Okay, so Gabby says, "Yeah, what happened?" And Eric says, "In that world, everything moves really quickly. They never had that conversation. He didn't want to assume anything. Emotions were running high. It was just sort of a disconnect. But he wanted it so badly." And now we end up talking about Grandpa John for a while. Jesse asks Aunt Julie what it's like having such a legend like Grandpa John in the family. And she, this is amazing. Andy rewound and rewatched this six times and videoed it on the sixth time. Mm -hmm. You said it was the funniest and most entertaining thing to happen in the whole season. It was. Hands down. She had been preparing that line <laughs> for at least 72 hours before this. Okay, so Jesse says, what's it like having such a legend in the family? And he continues to say a couple of things. And she talks over him to say, he's hard to keep up with. And then the camera lingers on her while she's like awkwardly sitting there because she realizes that she timed her response wrong. Andy, I have never seen you laugh so hard. 911, <laughs> I'd like to report a terrible accident. <laughs> It was just an absolute massacre. Yeah. It was, it was just, a, just a, she was laid to waste. <laughs> to me, this scene really pinpointed the difference in our humor. We have almost identical sense of humor, but you get off more on like cringe than I do. No. 
Like it to me, it's a kind of British humor. Like you love the British office. Oh yeah. Yeah. And to me, like so the cringe factor, like Sasha Baron Cohen works. Like I think he's brilliant, but there are some scenes that I'm like, I can't take it. It hurts too bad. Oh yeah, this was and extreme. You, yeah, you love a good awkward moment. I mean, it was amazing. She says, I don't know if she'll ever recover from that. It was a mortal injury. <laughs> Okay, Jesse asks Grandpa John if he would ever consider being The Bachelor. He says, no, no, no. Jesse I asks... I taking that question too seriously. Oh, you think no, Grandpa John... No, I think John- he's like, no, I really, I don't have time. <laughs> I think he's really, t- I, I, he's like really gotten carried away with this idea. Well, they do keep advertising that senior Bachelor. Oh, but that's a joke, though. I don't think it is. Oh. I don't know where it is, though. I feel like I've been hearing about th- it for years. I would watch the hell out of that. I would too. I'm sick of 25, 26 year old bachelors. Can I say that? Is that a spoiler for later on? Jesse asks Gabby to explain how difficult it is to sustain the relationship after filming. She says it's hard being in a bubble, not being able to be public. You don't get a lot of time together and you can only hope the person is who you think they are. Mm -hmm. Jesse asks Eric about the ex-girlfriend now. Eric says he met her a month before all this. He didn't see it going anywhere long-term right about when, quote, the show reached out. He handled it poorly. He has no bad feelings towards her. He doesn't blame her for how she handled things. And he took the easy way out. Andy, you rightfully zeroed in on the timeline thing with the show reached out. Yeah, was he just sitting at home one day? He's like, hey, this is The Bachelor. Well, that's the thing. It's like he probably was nominated. Like, it's it doesn't come together that. Well, he had I to send in some kind of, like, Video, well, it's possible right? someone nominated him and submitted stuff on his behalf, and maybe okay. he didn't even know. You know, you hear about that once uh. in a while. But still, for the show to reach out, there's like multiple layers of that. It's like you first, yeah. are, you make it to the semifinal round where you have to submit like a massive background check with like the addresses you've had over the last 10 years. So it made me wonder how far along this reaching out was was this him flying to la was this him getting officially cast so there's a lot you know regardless of when they reached out there was a lot of him doing things before they reached out yes yeah i will say he owns this pretty well oh yeah Uh, so jesse brings up the text messages now and he puts them on the big screen and when we saw these text messages and this is the first time we saw them andy you this is where you said nothing burger you called it a nothing burger you thought the texts were Meaningless. I'm sure that this same thing happens with like 20% of all bachelor contestants. They just don't make it that far. And then they go back to their girlfriend. Well, it's true. Or the, it's true. Or the quote unquote girlfriend. I don't know if they were, he made it sound like they weren't girlfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, Or they don't go to reality Steve or whatever. Right. I I feel like this was definitely a casual, very casual situation. Well, that's what he writes it off as. I don't get the feeling this was a serious relationship. Eric says he was taking the cowardly way out. He fully led on the girl. He was using the show as an excuse to not have that conversation. Now that's how you apologize. Yeah, he fell on the sword good and hard. Yeah. He says they were having fun. And he says he's a very unlikely person to be there on that show. He had only ever seen one episode. Meeting Gabby changed everything. He owns handling it poorly and he loves Gabby with all his heart. That is an apology. I mean, here's the thing. I don't even know if it's the entire truth, but it was such a falling on the sword that it's okay. His character aside... Execution 10. He might be lying more than Tino, but it doesn't even matter because he didn't come in with a but. Tino should take a lesson from that. Yes. Okay, so Jesse asks what toll this has taken on the relationship. Gabby says it's hard and that Eric had told her about the texts way before they were leaked. 
So good communication there. Mm -hmm. He wasn't just thinking about himself, hoping he could skate by, but he was thinking about the two of them and their relationship. It's been hard, but their communication has gotten better. Gabby says that she's not saying Eric was right in his actions. He was kind of an asshole to the girl. But she says the accountability is what means the most to her. The cover up is worse than the crime. And I I feel that way about Tino. Yeah. Like, I really think that we we were like, oh, he kissed someone. That's it. But his whole like, but, you know, the way he kept being like, this is why, this is why, this is why. Instead of realizing that her asking for why was just code for just fall on your sword. Yes. And also, like, we made the argument, you either, it's black and white. You either think cheating is 100% mm-hmm. bad or you're, like, in the nuanced area. Yeah. And he knew that Rachel thought of cheating is 100% bad. She was in that yeah, camp. Yeah. So he should have just played to that. Be yes. like, this is no excuse for what I did. I might as well have killed somebody. So mm-hmm. let me apologize as if I killed somebody. Yeah. No, totally. I feel like we've covered that yeah. enough. Sorry. Speaking of killing somebody. <laughs> Valentine's Day massacre. Okay, after the break, both bachelorettes are supposed to be there, but we're we're told that Rachel's off gallivanting with Avon. Yeah. So it's just Gabby there. She says the experience opened her up. She's excited to start building a life with Eric. They talk about Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. And finally, we get our new bachelor announcement. It is Zach. Mm. And while Zach was walking out, so it was official. There was no more questioning. Andy, you said, I still say the jury's out on that. I don't want to believe it. Andy, do you want to explain yourself? I mean, it's just extreme wishful thinking, I guess. That it was someone else. Yeah. So you would have been fine with anyone else. Yeah. And this is not, by the way, anti-Zach. No, no. Zach seems like a perfectly fine person. I just do not want to see a whole season of Zach. (laughs) Can you be specific as to why? Look, I don't want to malign the guy at all. He seems like a lovely guy. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is built to be on TV. And, and that's a credit to him to some degree. Yes. Just, he's not good TV. No. He's extremely boring on TV. Yeah. He asked the girl later who he's meeting for the first time what she does for work. He has <laughs> one thing to ask her. One thing. He asked her what she does for work <laughs> on national TV. Oh, that's what got you? Is that he asked a girl what she no, did for No, I'm work? just saying that it's a, one example of that, that Zach doesn't give what we want. He may give what the small minority, the 10, 15%, just wants a nice guy who's looking for love and is well, not going to rock I mean, the boat in any way. Fine. But Zach is just, he's playing vanilla TV. He's a good guy in life. Fine. Good guy in yeah. life. TV. I don't want him on TV. Just because he's a good looking guy who doesn't say, you know, controversial stuff doesn't make him good TV. Yeah. So we were not thrilled by this. We had heard rumors, but it was like, I guess I was in denial as well until it was official. It was funny that you were still in denial after it was official. (laughs) It's clear who they're pandering to, what audience, like what percentage of the audience, I suppose, or what demographic. I just, it's kind of frustrating. I I feel like they're just not willing to step outside that box. They're not willing to try something new. It's clear that Zach will be their puppet. I'm sure he will be very agreeable. I'm sure they will find a way to villainize him in some way, the way they did with Rachel for a lot of the season, the way they did with Gabby for a bit of the season, the way they did with Clayton for most of his season. They'll find a way to make him look bad or he's either going to look bad or be boring. It's literally going to be one or the other. I don't want to watch that. Those are not fun options. TV is supposed to be entertainment. I don't see any way this is not going to be boring. We're not even touching on the fact that he's just turned 26. Yeah. And I'm not saying you can't be ready to get married at 26. That's not my issue. 
It's that I don't want to watch a season full of people age 21 to 28 on TV. Like it's way more interesting to me to watch some people who are 28 to 38. I agree. I don't think Zach's ready. He's not ready in many ways. He just seems like he's ready. He looks like he's ready. <laughs> he sounds like yeah. he's ready. <laughs> he wears an amazing suit. One of the nicest uh, that was looking a nice suits suit. I've ever seen. I mean, we seen. were marveling at that he's suit. He's got a tremendous, he's very fit. He looks, he's a good looking guy. Yeah, he's, he he's speaks white. Well. He's white as can be. He's, he's, he's an <laughs> alabaster as far as the eye can see. And, uh, you know, what else is there? Yeah. The Look, maybe we're wrong. I hope. I kind of, but now I'm hoping for a train wreck, which is not good. But let's just say, Maybe his vanilla-ness is what will make it a great season because he'll be forced into uncomfortable situations where he has to become, you know, whatever Zach is when he's not Zach. You know, what's funny is last year we were not thrilled with Clayton being crowned bachelor because we were like, we hardly know this guy. He didn't even make it very far. Like, why is he the bachelor other than the fact that he's white and a football player? And what's funny is a year later, I even feel worse about Zach being crowned because I feel like we've actually seen more of Zach because he made it further. Yeah. And I'm more concerned because yeah. of it. Well, because we've seen the- more in time, but less in quality. Yes. Okay. Well, hopefully we're proven wrong. There is a lot that happens here, but I'm going to skim over this because I do not think anyone wants me to talk about how ready Zach is. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He's more ready than ever. <laughs> and then when Jesse asks him what he wants to say to the women coming out of his season, his sense of humor is him being like, hi, my name is Zach. And everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> okay. And now Jesse says, but wait, there's more. Your journey starts now. Overstaying their welcome. This, show, this finale felt like it should have been two hours max. They don't know how to leave you wanting no. more. They just oh don't know God. how to do it. You know what's funny? When I had a hard time sleeping last night because I was thinking about how horrible this was. <laughs> I was like, how are we going to recap this? This is going to be horrible. I had this moment where I was like, they don't know how to leave their audience wanting more. Yeah. There's an art to that. Yeah. Know when to leave. Know when to leave the party. Yeah. They're explaining the punchline of the joke yes. at the end of the joke. So Jesse says, but wait, your journey starts now. And not only will Zach be meeting five of the ladies on his season, but now America has its own first impression rose. Where Zach doesn't choose who his favorite is, who he might actually want to date and get married. America the, gets to they've choose. They've literally reverted. They've gone from to the 1950s mm. with Avon and Rachel and now they've gone to the Middle Ages <laughs> with Zach and his his suitors. His Especially passions. when they have them voting and they went from one to the next. Like it reminded me of, I guess, I don't know, there's Dancing with the Stars. There's America's Got Talent, all these talent things. But at least those, there's a talent. Yeah. There's a skill that was performed that would earn your vote. In this, it's just whatever two, three lines they've prepared and how pretty they yeah, are. It's a beauty pageant. That's, That's all how this it is. felt. Yeah. And okay, you could say, oh, whatever personality they managed to show in a minute. But But who cares what it is? How are we choosing for Zach? And how is he going to give this any weight whatsoever? Thank you. If anything, he's going to rebel against you. He's like, you're not picking for me. I'm not going (laughs) to pick this person because you picked her. Unless you're Zach, though. I don't know. That's true. He's like, well, maybe they're right. I mean, there's a lot of people voting. Definitely not conducive to finding love. And Andy, you said, does any of this actually make people want to watch the show more? Such a good point. You called it jumping the shark. No one wants new Coke. (laughs) They've been drinking Coke for 100 years. They want Coke, period. So the five women are Brooklyn, Brianna, Bailey, Kat, and Christina. 
I mean, it's all very predictable, honestly. There's no one that's really like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I've never seen anyone like that on this show before. <laughs> and Jesse asks Zach now to name all of the women he just met. And, of course, he can't name one. And I wrote, let the humiliation begin. <laughs> okay, so then the hashtag bachelor vote thing happens. We called it creepy and weird, especially when they show the women one at a time. Yeah. Andy, you called it like a 1940s beauty contest. The first impression rose, which means that she automatically makes it into week two, I guess. So she makes it past that first rose ceremony. And the actual show is Brianna. She was charming. We liked her. But again, the fact that she makes it automatically on to date him and he didn't get to choose. Okay, here now, Andy, I marveled at how long this episode feels. And Andy, you said it feels like we've been here all day. Yeah. I literally had a different outfit on at the end of this, and I don't remember ever changing. <laughs> it wouldn't end. We get a Paradise preview and then some more of Jesse asking Zach what his greatest fear is. I swear to God, someone was in his ear being like, we need another 30 seconds yeah. before we can go to credits. And Zach says it's someone coming in there and trying to say the right things and not showing true emotions. He lived it. He was so open to finding love. And Jesse puts his arm on Zach. This <laughs> is basically, yeah, I'm going to help you with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, it was so funny. Yeah, it was like, like, that's enough for now. So yeah, I'm... it felt really like Zach was like, oh, I should talk more about how open yeah, yeah, I am yeah. to finding love. Yeah. Like, uh, 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 uh. and Jesse's like, no, too much. Just 30 <laughs> seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then while the credits roll, Jesse says he knows it was a tough season to watch and to work on. And they learned a lot of valuable lessons. And he says, Bachelor Nation, we hear you and we love you. Okay, so we assume this is in reference to the double bachelorettes. I, I hope so. It was an odd thing to put at the very end like that. It's I like ha- we're gonna own we're gonna own it, but it's also gonna be in passing in the, at the very end when you might miss it. I'm glad they said that, but I I do assume it is the two bachelorettes. It and has I'm glad to they're be. not gonna do that again. I hope. Yeah. I don't ever want to see that again. Mm-hmm. Not with men. Not with women. Not with animals. I don't want to <laughs> see it again. Okay, so finally we're at the end, Andy. The word watch for the word finger. There were 153 correct guesses. Mm-hmm. And our winner of $100 to Frankly Apparel goes to Jody Rogers. Congratulations. Very exciting. Please email us by this Sunday at midnight to claim your prize. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll have more word watch prizes to come in the paradise. It's an exciting word watch prize. Yeah, yeah. It's new. We have a new prize. So, Andy, quickly, let's review our predictions. At the premiere, week one, you thought, we both thought Ryan would win. How wrong Uh, we were. I don't even know who that is. I know. Yeah, the Boston guy. Wow. Yeah. I can own it. We got thrown. We were thrown off. That was was weak. We both said Eric second. This is for Gabby, by the way. Yeah. Okay. And then... (laughs) Thanks. And then we both said Jason third, and you said Mario fourth. I said Logan fourth, and then your wild card was Nate, and mine was Spencer. So mm. we were about the same yeah. on that wrongness. front. Same wrong and rightness. And then for Rachel, we both said Tino first. And it we always were, was Tino. We were steadfast in that all season. Your second was Logan. Mm. My second was Hayden. We were both yeah. wrong. Yeah. Uh, your third was Jordan V. Mine was Logan. Jordan V, oof, yeah. that's a bad call. Well, he did get a one-on-one. And then in fourth, you had Hayden, I had Zach. Mm. I'm pulling ahead there. Nice, yeah. And then your <laughs> wild card was Avon, and uh. my wild card was Eric, which I think pulls you ahead. Barely. I feel like you were slightly more right than me. By a nose. By a nose. Okay. I feel like I've aged five years over the course of this season. This wasn't a great season. No. It was, I might say... The worst season I've ever seen. Can I say that? 
they should they should tease the next season like and we're gonna tell you right now this will be the worst <laughs> season you have ever seen and honestly if they said that i would i would be more excited to watch totally because yeah. you'd be like wow i've never That's heard what that we before. want we want the worst season but not this kind of worst this was just logistically a nightmare this was a very this was horrible to recap i yeah. will say for anyone who wants to come at any recappers i don't mean just Oof. us but anyone who recapped this season if you don't recap, you don't understand. Recapping this season was absolute hell. Oof. It was hell. It was not fun, but it was the same difficulty level in terms of like following paths and people as Paradise. But Paradise is more fun. Yeah, it was walking and chewing gum. It was just too much. <laughs> yeah. By the way, is that that difficult? Do they say walking and chewing gum? I always do this. But they do say walking and chewing gum. Who can't walk and chew gum at the same time? That is a saying. Yeah, it's usually an insult. It's to say you can't do two things at once. You can't even walk and chew gum. Everyone oh, can... is that how it's said? Yeah. Oh, okay. But So you used it in the wrong way, but I, we I, knew what you meant. I think it's used a lot in the wrong way. It's like when people say it for all intensive purposes. Ugh. I know you know. You just heard it. You know who you are. <laughs> Stop saying intensive purposes. Okay. I think that's a wrap, Andy. Yep. Thank God. Let's wipe the slate clean. Just bear, here, I'm burying. Yeah. Look. I'm just very patting. and patting it. <laughs> and walking away in the night. <laughs> if you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and the TikTok. Mm-hmm. Leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all of the things that you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. And that just slogs away on recapping such high-level television for you. That's right. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week with Paradise, it's episode one. Right away. Yeah. We're right into it. No break. And we're excited, let's be honest. I got to say, that they know how to hype you up because yeah. it was so bad that I was, I was almost living for the Paradise previews. <laughs> Sad. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body including those involved in hormonal balance From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.